Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott. Join us. Tim, what's your thoughts on that one? It's hard to, it's hard to be more impressed, but more impressed this time. Um, obviously, Milwaukee threw the kitchen sink at the Jazz defensively and almost confused them, their own selves, um, you know, switching and, and hedging and, and dropping the big, doing all sorts of different things. And like you said in the second half, just saying, hey, we're not going to give up threes. And the Jazz just pick and rolled them to death. You know, they went to that same yeah. empty side yeah. pick and roll, you know, that we've seen with the, the stacked uh, weak side. And, you know, just played. And Rudy, Rudy was great. Rudy was phenomenal, you know, all, all second half and facilitating that. And guys made great decisions. What did the Milwaukee do to eliminate the three-point shooting of the Jazz in the second half? They just stayed home more. I mean, there was a great example on the, one of the late dunks that Rudy got from Donovan in the slot. Uh, great camera angle watching it. Uh, but guys just, you know, we had Joe in one corner and, Bo- and Bojan in the other, and guys just were latched onto him. You know, they weren't coming off. They weren't really sitting in, in help too much to even to, to show any kind of resistance and so those pick and rolls were just really easy. So, I mean, I, we've been talking about what our team's going to do. It, it's the Atlanta, Atlanta has set the model. It didn't work. They lost, but they set the model, right? Right. So now teams are going to switch everything and hug on shooters. Is that the answer? Yeah, switching seems to be now the new thing. But, you know, the, the great thing about the switch is, and there were a couple of, uh, you know, Obviously, they switch Bojan with a small, and they're going to post him, right? So that's one way to attack the heck out of it. And the other is anybody that Clarkson gets on. You know, there were times where Big switched onto him, and it's just no contest. You know, he can get whatever he wants. So um, I'm loving what's developing, whatever teams show. And the Jazz are seeing a whole lot of it, which is another great advantage. But whatever they show, the Jazz are finding a way to counter it with, with an answer. I thought it was very impressive, the fact that, one three-point, well, they ended up with two because Joe ended up making one late there in the fourth quarter. But just the second half, the Jazz only had one. Their signature is making threes. Right. And with only one up until late in the fourth quarter and still winning the basketball game was remarkable. You know, I love the comments this week. Days run together, but uh, Jalen Rose had, you know, does a podcast, did a show. Uh, was talking about the Jazz, and he, you could tell he watches the Jazz play because he, he was talking about all the things we see, and, and he said flat out, this is not a gimmicky team. Um, this team will punch you in the mouth. I mean, at times tonight, I saw old-school you know, Pistons in, our, in the guys, and there are other times where you see uh, remnants of the old Jazz, you know, toughness, pick and roll, and then you see you know, the mix of, of the new age and the ability to shoot the three. So built really solid and executing in all those phases. They've won uh, 17 of 18. Is that good? Unheard of. Well, and, and they are like, yeah, they're just, again, tonight, they make every game feel like an exhibition game at a certain point. I mean, right. you and Ron are talking about, you know, hikes or ski trips. or <laughs> Right. We're having fun. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. You guys should get double, you know, you're definitely feeling time because the games get out of hand. And other, one last thing, that the crowd, hearing the crowd, made the hair stand up on the on Oh, that's the, cool. I mean, that was really cool to listen uh, at the end of that game and hear the crowd. This is an exciting team, and, I, you know, you feel the swell of the community rallying around it. It's really great. And the home court advantage, they might have a little home court advantage. There is a home court advantage this year, and they got more fans in the building than any team in the league. It might, 
you know, it might be a little bit of an advantage that there's a little, little something going on in the building. They led by double digits for every single minute of the second half. Against and what's he, Even when the broadcaster said it was going to get to six. Yeah, I did. I thought it, was, it almost did. The only there, time I've it. ever heard you, <laughs> heard you not prognosticate something correctly. <laughs> I felt like, but I mean, that's telling, right? Like the games get to six. Like that, that happens. There's most nights that happens. That didn't happen tonight. And the funny part is, is you know, it's, it's guys that follow the, the team, it's when they the lead cuts from 30 down to 13, we all start getting a little finicky. Right. Um, but that's about the exciting part of the night. So, um, yep, good stuff. Hey, David, quick question for you. This will take you like 30 seconds if you know. How many times now has Joe Ingles scored 27? Twice this year, right? Yeah. Tied his career high? I don't know, but I could probably find I can get quickly. a look. I just was wondering if you knew off the top of your head. Um, so, obviously, it's at least three. I think it's more than I, mean, I really think he's just, you know, such a tribute to Rudy that he feels the need to stop there. <laughs> it's just honor, <it's> just Rudy. <laughs> That's good. That's, that would be something yeah. to say. Feels as though, um, he has had 27, five, six times. Now. Six times. That's amazing. He'll get over. He'll get that 28th one of these days. But why? Yeah, why? He's got a good streak going. I, I bet Joe will drop some crack in the in the postgame, something like that, David. Just, just honor and Rudy. All right. How about we do this tomorrow? All right, buddy. Sounds good. We'll see you back a lot here. A lot of games in a short period of time. No kidding. All right, David. Be well. 129 to 115 is your final. Jazz beat the Bucks 17 of 18. Amazing. We're breaking it down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. What a win for the Utah Jazz. Welcome on in. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz beat the Bucks. 129 to 115 in fairly dominating fashion. And Tim, you know, this Bucks team, one of the better teams in the East, and the Jazz have now smacked them around twice. Yeah, almost identical score. I think they beat them 131 and 118 last time. So within a couple possessions. But you can't watch those games and think that uh, the Bucks are a very good matchup at all for the Jazz. Um, you know, Giannis is, is a special player. Uh, but, you know, his game and, and his impact on the game, it reminds me of uh, talking about Zion earlier in the year. You know, the, the floor just seems more, you know, it's easier for teams to really compress the floor and not have them be as great a factor, and we saw that in the first half. But, yeah, just an awesome performance by the Jazz all the way around. Jazz had four players, Tim, with 25 points or more. Me and I, you know, we watch a lot of basketball. That doesn't happen all that yeah, often. You do not see that. Joe with 27, Rudy with 27, 27, Donovan with 26, Jordan Clarkson with 25 coming off the bench. And, and look at the other crazy part of this, the one, two, three, four, five guys on the team with double figures in field goals. And, you know, this team is, you know, the piece of this that, you know, is starting to really kind of resonate. Uh, and Buttonholzer said it tonight. Uh he said that this team is hit their unselfishness really impresses him, and that you see that in numbers like those. You sure do. Uh, for the Bucks, Giannis had 29. He had 27 of those 29 in the second half. Brooke Lopez, uh, <laughs> he had a night, 23 points on 8 of 18, shooting 3 of 9 from 3. He had the green light tonight, six boards for, uh, for Lopez. But, you know, think about that for a second, Tim. If, you know, Locke said the Jazz did not, lead by less than double digits in the entire second half 
and Giannis had 27 in that half. I mean, that's pretty amazing. When you're taking a, a major attack, right, from one of the best players in the league, and you're still able to hold them off like that, just speaks to, you know, how good your defense must be overall in, in, in conjunction with how good your offense. I mean, you're, you're maintaining that pace with them. And as they hugged the shooters, Rudy uh, did a lot of damage. As we said, 27 points, but he had 12 boards, four blocks, and was just a force out there. He picked up five fouls because, uh, you know, stopping Giannis from going to the hoop is is not an easy easy task, per se. It was kind of fun watching them go at each other. A little uh, bit, yeah. Rudy had that awesome, like, amazing dunk, probably Rudy's best dunk that I can remember uh, in watching him. And then Giannis had a few to return the favor, but... Definitely, you can tell that, that that's a matchup those those guys both really go hard at. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is uh, not that long from right now. They take on the Miami Heat in this building coming up tomorrow night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show continues on next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Tim LaCombe with you. Jazz beat the Bucks tonight 129-115, to and it is official, Coach LaCombe, 21-5, the best start in Utah Jazz franchise history. How so about that? So you're telling me the, the 26 games we've watched in this very studio right here is the best this franchise has ever done. The best. That is pretty amazing. Well, last I checked, this franchise had some pretty good teams in its they history. Have. So, yeah, yeah. They, they have. So that's uh, at least it's consistent with what we're talking about because I think that's the that's the level of team we, we see. Absolutely. And even uh, Darren Williams was in the house tonight. Even D. Will and Booz had a couple of, uh, of real solid teams there that, that got off to some really good starts. So, you know, we, of course, we think about John and Carl, but – you know, a lot of good jazz teams didn't start 21 and five. I mean, and, pretty amazing. And I think the, the thing that, you know, winning is really hard. Um, it's hard to win a game. And the way they're doing this, they're making it, they really are making this look easy. Um, I wasn't joking when most of these games feel like a summer league game at some point through them because the game's out of reach. And, you know, Quinn's not empty in the bench per se. He's, keep, he's, he's keep, keeping this opportunity uh, to keep his guys out there. But, these games are over early, and and they're doing it to very good teams too. And it's not, and I, I feel like a broken record saying this all the time, but it's not the make or miss thing. I mean, the Jazz made one three in the second half. I mean, it's the way they're playing. They're taking what the defense gives them. They're beating teams multiple ways. It's it's so much more impressive than just they canned a bunch of shots. No, and it is not. I, I totally bristle at the make or miss thing too. I think it's just an easy way to try to talk about the game. The, the the amazing pieces of this, the nuances that are going on, and like you like you just said, like t- tonight there was as impressive a performance defensively going on as, as there was the you know highlight stuff that was going on in the offensive end, and that's what's making this really um, you know exciting is that these aren't gimmicks, these aren't some these aren't things that are they're not winning games because they're making a ton of shots or losing games because they're not making shots. There's a lot of reasons that they're winning, and those are all. You know, we're seeing them every night. The way Jalen Rose put it, uh, they're not a gimmick team. This isn't a, a gimmick thing. They're they're getting it done, playing it a variety of different ways. Let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game because they are impressive. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office 
technology partner. Jazz shot 52.4% from the field tonight, 36.8% from three, 14 of 38. They were led by Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles, who both had 27 points apiece. Rudy added 12 boards. Joe had three rebounds and five assists. Rudy had four blocks. Donovan with 26 points, eight assists, six rebounds. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 25 points on 10 of 18 shooting coming uh, coming in off the bench. Jordan also with five assists. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. Donovan had eight assists as well. Here's the thing. Uh, we were talking about this uh, uh, off the air a little bit, Tim, as we were watching this game. Donovan did not have a great shooting night. Six of 20. He was one of nine from three. But he found a way to get to the line to get his points. I know that's something that the Jazz have been talking about with him since he was a rookie. You know, sometimes Malone was the Malone was the master at this, right? You know, sometimes you don't have, you're not dialed in per se, but if you go to the line 14 times, you're still going to be extremely productive. And that's really encouraging because we talked about during the year that that's not something the Jazz have, have had to even really get into. Uh, but this was a physical game and they stayed on attack. And I don't know for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it, but 34 seems like that might be the most free throw they've shot all year uh, or something close to that. Maybe the the game a couple games ago that was a foul debacle. The uh, Boston game was pretty, but yeah. I don't think we've seen but 34. 34 mm. seems like the highest number. So, again, just another, you know, you, you have all these. It's almost like a revenue stream. You want to have all these revenue streams that are, are bringing money in the Jazz have all sorts of different ways they can affect and win games. And, uh, you know, just adding to the free throws, getting to the free throw line is another great way. We, like you said, with Donovan not shooting it great, to get to the line 14 times is a huge win for him. Still make a huge impact on the game. He had a huge impact tonight, as we mentioned, the six rebounds and eight assists. But, yeah, uh, very effective getting to the line. Rudy shot the, the free throw. Uh, shot free throws 13 times, and he made nine of them. So for everybody out there freaking out about Rudy missing free throws, he's going to be okay. Oh, he'll be fine. Stay the course. Uh, it's a long season, and we know he's working, you know. So uh, a night like tonight definitely will uh, kind of push the numbers more in uh, areas that we're used to. And our boy Royce, Royce O'Neal was 0 for 4, but he had a really tough defensive assignment, spent a lot of the night on Giannis. And then this is just Royce. He just goes out there and grabs 10 rebounds. You know, sure, only give him four shots. He doesn't care. He'll just go out and board. Yeah, he, he boards, and he, you know, the one thing, he turned it over a couple times tonight off the bounce. Um, I know that number is kind of creeping up. Just something, you know, he, he's got to simplify the game a little bit that way, but um, I just love his effort and, and you know, having to guard Giannis, um, give up all that size. Uh, he just does a great job of always being willing to do whatever the team needs to win. Let's uh, let's hear from the coach. Let's send it down to the media room where Jazz Hood coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. So you guys had five or more points tonight. Um, just incredible balance from from those guys. What was working for you offensively against against the Bucks tonight? Well, I, I think we were attacking. Um, you know, and that can take a lot of different forms. Um, you know, early, you know, we were really aggressive shooting the ball. I thought as the game went along, um, particularly when they started to, to post up and they got to the rim, it, it slowed us down a little bit. Um, but we we found it again attacking the rim, you know, and I think, you know, Donovan attacking the rim, you know, Rudy attacking the rim, whether it be rolling or running. And, uh, you know, that gave us more of that aggression. You know, I think, you know, when, when we, when we're playing the right way, 
you know, I, I don't think that you know, no one cares who scores and no one knows who's going to score on a given possession you know, if, we're, if we're playing the way we want to play. Kristen Kenny, Joss TV. Giannis uh, got aggressive late, but for most of the game, you guys really did a great job and turned him into a facilitator. What were you doing well and what, or what were you trying to do defensively on him tonight? Well, I mean, he's a great player. It's the reason he's been the MVP consecutive years. And, you know, whether he's facilitating or scoring, you know, he's, he's, he's making plays for other people. Um, and then, you know, he's obviously on the rim. I, I thought, you know, we, we, we just tried to work, uh, you know, and that's all you can do. Um, he's going to get his share of, of buckets and he's also going to get his share of assists when, you collapse and he's willing to kick the ball out. So he, he's just, he's a great player and he's really, really tough to play against. You know, I thought Royce just competed. You know, we had a few guys on him, but for the most part, you know, Royce was the one that we, we asked to guard him and, you know, he did a good job individually. And then, you know, obviously you need people to, to help you. And, you know, that's, that's the only chance you have against him because he's so big and so long and, and so skilled. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. And there are times when you guys are really nailing the balance of kind of when to shoot and when to pass. Like it, it's, it's sometimes a more difficult decision than it seems. But how do you coach that? And and kind of what have you seen in that aspect of your game? Because it does seem like you are shooting at the right times. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we've got to be conscious of, of whether we shoot or don't. There has to be a quick decision. And um, a lot of times with guys that are confident shooters and if someone's made really a good pass, um, those shots are there. Um, when we get a little tired tonight, you know, I think we're not as conscious of our spacing. That, that's probably the biggest thing is that you're spaced in a way that you have the opportunity to make a, make a read before you get the ball. And I guess that would be, to me, the, the most important thing that you're spaced you know, and you're, you know what you're going to do, you know, almost bef before you get it, um, you can read the defense. And then hopefully, you know, that's a quick decision, whether it's a shot or a pass, um, you know, and that gives us the best chance to, you know, to be efficient. All right. That's it. Thank you, coach. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team has now won 17 of their last 18 ball games. What stood out to you, Tim, from what coach had to say? It really excited about the way, or it was it was enthralled by the way he talked about the, uh, you know, their their philosophy of moving the ball. Uh, I feel like that's the piece, you know, as I watch this team. That the, the word that step, sticks out to me is unselfish. Like this, this team does a great job of, like he said, not really caring who scores. Um, they move the ball, terrific, and um, you know the fact that they really have drilled home the pass it, shoot it, or drive it. And guys make quick decisions, and that's why this works for the most part um, on on most nights. You know, I was just watching a replay of that Donovan Mitchell uh, pass cross court to Joe Ingles. The uh, how did how did David put it? The water polo play where he held the ball like he a did, water right? polo ball. Yeah, he certainly so, did. Such a great description. And then passed it cross court to Joe in the corner. Well, Joe had a hand in his face, but he caught it ready to shoot. And I thought that was interesting. What Coach had to say uh, right there, Tim, when you were talking about it. They almost you know, feel like they need to shoot and make it to reward a good pass. You know, like it's almost not, it's almost selfish not to shoot it after such a good pass that you need to shoot it and shoot it with confidence and be ready to go to reward the passer for, for having his head up.
Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that, you know, like he said, um, there, there's a level of trust that if George takes a shot, you know, guys aren't wondering why they took that shot. They're just they, they're moving the ball. The ball will tell them what to do. The defense will show them where the ball should go. And then guys make, you know, instinctive decisions they've been making their whole lives. Um, I think there's a whole lot of uh, merit to it. And, and I'll bet it's something that gets talked about a lot more because it's a it's a really fun brand of basketball to watch. All right, let's uh, let's get to your points in the paint. This surprised me tonight. Yeah, points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. When I initially looked at this, Tim, I thought you know the Jazz are playing against the Bucks. This is Giannis. They probably got smashed in the paint, especially with him scoring twenty seven points in the second half. Au uh, contraire. Oh, contraire. The Jazz outscored the Bucks fifty four to fifty in the paint. And that probably goes to what David was talking about, about the threes. Second half, the Jazz only made one. This game was not about the threes, not at all. Not at all. And, you know, the, the Bucks made a very conscious decision to take those away. And what the Jazz proved is, okay, take those away, and we'll just score in the paint all night. Um, and they're conditioned to be able to do both. The defense will dictate where the ball goes. And, again, guys make plays. You know, Rudy's made plays on the roll 100 million times. Guys have made those plays. It's all understanding where the help's coming from and then making the simple play. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll get you sound from the players. We'll continue to break this one down as well. The Jazz continue to be red hot. They beat the Bucks 129-115 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final, Jazz beat the Bucks 129 to 115, moved to 21 and 5 on the season. Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you some player sound coming up here momentarily, but uh, let's go ahead and get to your Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass will also, uh, is also proud to present this year's Master of Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, Tim. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, as usual. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> 12 rebounds tonight for Rudy. I had somebody tell me they like the sneeze. The Rudy sneeze. The Rudy sneeze. Well, out of the, let's see. he sneezes at this award, he wins it every time. After Out of the 26 games the Jazz have had this year, Rudy has been the master of the glass 25 times. Actually, I should say 24 and a half because he and Royce split. Well, they split, yeah. yeah. But Royce has gotten it one and a half times, Rudy and, 24 and a half. And I can speak from experience that nothing gets Jake more excited in this than when Rudy's being challenged so that he can say another name. I tell Tim, I say, hey. Master of the Glass Alert. You keep an eye on that. Shooty Gobert. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's still amazing. It's it's there's a couple of surprises about this team uh to me. Um, and that might be the biggest one that they just dominate the board. Best rebounding team in the league. How about that? That's a, such a credit to Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal, because one, Rudy is just a dominant rebounder, and two, Royce to be the second rebounder on this team, on the best rebounding team in the league at six four is just a huge compliment to him. 
you know, there's an accountability too. And, and that's the part of this as I look through and we've talked about Rudy does a great job of being the guy that leads out every night. Um, and Royce is the guy that's usually right there with him uh, within a couple, but then everybody else chips in and, you know, you look at Boyan gets three and Joe gets three and George in his 14 minute gets, gets two and favors gets six and Clarkson gets four. So everybody else really chips in to get that number and that's what really good rebounding, at least the experience, my, my experience with really good rebounding teams, it's not one guy. Uh, one guy leads out, you've got a couple of guys that are special at it, and then everybody else makes it a huge priority. Jazz out rebounded the Bucks tonight. Brace yourself for this number, Tim. 46 to 33. Whew. Hi-oh! <laughs> that, is, that is domination on the, on the glass. And you know, the Jazz only got seven re, uh, offensive rebounds, and I say only seven, but they were. it seemed like they all were key. I mean, they really got some clutch offensive rebounds when maybe the Bucks were threatening to make a little bit of a run. I don't know if they were ever really battling back per se, but uh, it seemed like uh, Rudy would grab a key offensive rebound and uh, put a stop to it real quick. And Rudy's really good, starting to get really good at tipping the ball out too. You know, he's making those extra effort plays, and when you got three-point shooting, I talked to you about this a couple times ago, Jake, when you get good three-point shooting, it's a great way to get one as an offensive rebounder to tip out. Yeah, which is is interesting because I've heard Quinn Snyder talk about the offensive rebound since then because that hasn't necessarily been a priority for Jazz teams over the past few years and talked about just that, how it's a really easy way. I shouldn't say easy, like getting an just offensive rebound. Just another way to manufacture. Easy, but, yeah, no. yeah, it's a, it's, uh, it's a difficult way to get an easy shot. How about that? Is that better? That's perfect. And, and the the defense, or, you know, I guess they, they are the defense and they're – thinking about transition to offense and you get that rebound and tip it back out and hit a three, that's demoralizing. It's like getting a third down conversion in football. Third and 17. I mean, <laughs> get that conversion. The defense is already over on the sideline, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to go get some Gatorade. And nope, back out on the floor. Yeah, it, it, it's been a, a huge weapon for this, uh, for this Jazz team, there's no doubt. But, it, yeah, it's just amazing to me uh, that they're dominating glass uh, so much. Um Jazz win. We're going to hear from some players coming up here momentarily. We're hoping to hear from Joe Ingles. And Joe, um, he had 20 points in the first half. He finished the game tying his career high for the sixth time at 27. Uh, He also had five assists and three rebounds. What I liked about Joe is they needed – Milwaukee got off to a pretty good start. I mean, they were playing well. And Joe, uh, I don't want to say single-handedly kept the Jazz uh, pace, but kind of did. I mean, came out shooting threes and, and really got off to that hot start for the game. Joe finished the night at seven of nine from three. And this whole, you know, this whole thing tonight without Mike really worked because of Joe. And when he is as good as he is making plays in ball screen, but when he comes out really aggressive like that and, and you know, he's not hunting shots, but when the shots are there, he's doing a great job of, of taking them. And he made three threes before, you know, before the, the Bucks could even get comfortable. And it's it's just great because, you know, we've talked about Mike being that guy and we've talked about uh, Jordan being the guy that comes in and being a shot in the arm or Donovan. But, you know, Joe's just uh, just taking his turn. And, and that's one of the great things is they got a lot of different guys that can do that. So uh, just a quick note before we get some player sound. I'm just seeing this uh, on my Twitter. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks have not beat the Jazz in Salt Lake City since. Want to take a guess here, Tim? <laughs> It's got to be nutty. 2001. Wow. And uh, a, a guy I follow, Ryan, on Twitter, who's, uh, who's a friend, uh, tweeted this out. He said, the last time the Bucks beat the Jazz in Utah, here was their starting five. <laughs> wow. George Carl was the coach. 
Uh, George Carl, yep, was the coach. Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Glenn Big Dog Robinson, Anthony Mason, and Joel Presbilla. You know who else was on that team? One Mark Pope. Get out of town, really. Mark Pope was on the roster, yeah. I'm looking at it right Next here. time you talk to me, you have to tell him last time he was on the team. Last, last time, time they Bucks, won. Bucks That's probably why they won. Pope wins everything. Hey, he's he's doing he's all right down there at, uh, at BYU. But, man, I can't tell you the last time I thought about the name Joel Presbilla. It's been a minute. That has been a minute. Darvin Ham. Remember when Darvin, Darvin Ham broke Ham. the backboard? Yeah, I do remember that. Amazing. Michael so, Red. Yeah, there's some names here, man. The Jazz uh, pull out a win over Milwaukee. And, they, you know, the, the Jazz have now beaten this Bucks team pretty good both times they've played. And uh, I know that the the Jazz are – well, the Bucks are a fairly decent matchup for the Jazz. We saw the two big lineup out there tonight. And usually the Bucks are leaving the three-point shooters, which they chose not to do in the second half, and it didn't really matter. But this is a good Bucks team. They've won seven out of the last ten, you know, playing well. Uh, obviously uh, a couple of runs in the Eastern Conference the last couple of years that have been uh, really great in the regular season, and this is certainly one of those that you can hang your hat on. Yeah, I mean, they're the number one team in points per game, right? So they're offensive juggernaut. Um, you know, it's not an awful team defensively, and they've got, you know, a marquee player that um, does what he did tonight most every night, and the Jazz just were too much for a team like that, and uh, – I mean, I was telling you, that's what's that's that's why we're so excited because that is it's saying something beating that team like that. By the way, Ray Allen had 32 in that game, uh, where the last time he made the a Bucks couple won. of threes, maybe. Man, that was like how many teams did Ray Allen play for after that? I was, talked about Cody Figure in the pregame. I'll bet you Cody was in high school. Was he played for the the Sonics, then the Celtics, then the Heat? Did he play? Did he come back and make a run with the Cavs? I can't remember. I think he played for the – no, maybe he didn't. Maybe that was – so that that's amazing. All right, let's get some post-game sound for you. Let's go back down to the media room. Joe Ingles addressing the media. All right, we'll go ahead and get started with Tony Jones, the athletic. Uh, Joe, question for you. Um, you know, do you think what you guys have become this season, has there been an evolution – um, you know, when I talk evolution, I'm talking about, you know, just the seeds being planted, you know, even when you were first, when you first came here in 2014, um, as to now just in terms of culture and, and, you know, accountability, you know, within the franchise. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to, uh, probably comment on previous to me being here. Cause I don't know how it was run or. Obviously, the coach. No, I'm talking and, about from when you were here, though. Like, yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. If you let me finish my answer, um, it was longer than that. Um, so obviously, with with um, the the previous coach and all that. Obviously, I think knowing Quinn a little bit prior to um, to both of us getting here that year. But um, I mean, I think when you, as you guys too, as you get to know Quinn and everyone got to know Quinn, I think everyone was. Um, pretty quick to realize that he was going to turn this thing around, whether it was a couple of years or whatever, we're at seven years now. Um, I think the, the commitment from him and, and obviously the organization, um, but obviously having him and, and putting him um, kind of at the top and to, to lead us, I think he was a perfect guy for the job. And obviously we're getting the, the benefits of that now, but I mean, I mean, I remember my first year, the, 
um, him talking about the the long goal of like, yeah, we're going to win some games. And and I remember, uh, I'm sure he said it to you guys, but he didn't care how tired we were in games because he wanted us to 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 get the habits, the correct habits. And I remember doing this daily bread stuff that we used to do every day for about the first three years, um, which was sometimes frustrating and annoying. But we we knew what. Obviously, we trusted coach to to. To, to I guess leaders in the right direction. So it's definitely been an evolution, I guess, from from what did you say, twenty fourteen? I think it was whatever you said um, to, to now. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been a process. There's been some horrible losses. There's been some great wins. There's been some losing streaks. There's been some long days and and all that. And obviously, you guys have kind of been a part of it. Majority of you, I can't see any of you because the camera's in the way. But whoever's there. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is now, but I think, um, I don't think we're that satisfied just yet. I think we'll, we'll enjoy this for about another 30 minutes until we get out of here and then we'll, we'll switch our minds over to, to Miami. Chris and Kenny, Joss TV. I want to talk more about Royce O'Neal. We saw obviously his defense. I don't really want to talk about Royce. And you don't want to talk about Royce, his defense on Giannis. Well, um, but Donovan was saying that he came in more determined than ever this year. What are you seeing from that guy this season? Um, I mean, I saw a pretty determined guy what, four years ago, three years ago, whatever he, whenever he first got here. Um, being in a pretty similar situation coming from Europe, and um, I think he, I'm pretty sure he was non-guaranteed his first couple of years and had to kind of fight to make the team. And... I remember one year, I think it was it was basically him or uh, Joel Bollenboy, I think it was, that they were kind of choosing between. So um, Royce has been pretty focused from the first day I, I met him. Um, I think over the course of his, I don't even know how many years he's played, three or four years, um, he, he's got better and better. Obviously, his role's grown, and, and um, that's obviously a, a credit to him for, for working on it. But now... I mean, I think, I mean, I can't talk about other teams, obviously, but but everyone that's been here, every time someone's got a, a contract or a extension or whatever it is, is there's been no um, relief or, or like they, they've made it or they've done, like there's been even more determination to to, to be better. Um, I think all the guys that have, have done that at, at certain times um, have wanted to be better and better and, um yeah, he's, I mean, he's he's worked his ass off. He was playing in Grand Canaria, um, who I played against for a while, and and know the grind out there. And obviously, he was going to do every anything he could to to stay out here. And he he deserves everything he's got, um, not just contract wise, but the roles that he gets. His offensive game has has grown more and more every year. Obviously, defensively, you guys all know what he does night in and night out, and. Like I said, he's um, yeah, he's he's deserved every bit of it. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, tell me about the play with a couple minutes left in the first half, where Donovan kind of throws it over the head from one corner to the other. Do you, <laughs> the play I'm talking about, and I, I guess I'm curious when you're sprinting down the court to get that ball, are you do you realize that like Donovan can pass it to you from 50 feet away? Um. I didn't usually, yeah. Like if it's if we're on the same sideline and he throws that like one handed or it's cross court where there's a bit more space, um, he'll come in here and I don't know if he's been in or not. He'll talk about how good he was at baseball as a kid and that's why he can do it. Um, 
I honestly didn't, when I first started running, I was open and then I honestly didn't think it was going to get through because I, I don't remember, I think it was Giannis or Chris Milton, whoever it was, was, was pretty, pretty close. Um, I knew if it got through, I was going to shoot it, but I was 50, 50 on whether it was going to get through on that situation. But um, I mean, he, he makes that, that part, that kind of one handed, I don't know what you guys call it in baseball, um, whatever super cool pass it was. He, he makes that a lot. He makes it, he did it to Boyan a couple of times. He's thrown him across court. So I'm glad I got through and I'm glad I got to shoot it. And Falk, utahjazz.com. Oh. Joe, why do you refuse to break your career high? You've tied it like <laughs> 10 times. I knew as soon as your silly name came up that you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Donovan just walked in. He's, um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't go out there and try to break it. I've never gone into a game and thought tonight's tonight I'm going to break it. Um, obviously Donovan finally let me, uh, get a couple shots early tonight, which he usually doesn't cause he's so selfish and, um, <laughs> what you said at, uh, you said you was going for the record tonight. <laughs> um, no, I just, yeah, I mean, I got some early looks, obviously, and was able to knock him down and um, glad it obviously kept going for, for the, the team more than anything. I, and You guys know, Aaron, you know better than anyone. I couldn't care less about, as long as we win, I'm good. So, can I leave now? So, John, I can talk. He's going to talk about his one-hand baseball pass. I used to play baseball as a kid. I could throw it 90 miles per hour. What, ready, what? Shouldn't there be a cricket equivalent, though? If you, I mean, is, can you do nah, that? because it's a it's a bit different. Be quiet. Am I done? You guys? All right, Joe, we're done. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Joe Ingles uh, ties his career high for the seventh consecutive time at 27 from Joe. And, yes, he was very aggressive early. I thought they were going to do a little comedy routine. Who's on first? Felt that way a little kind bit. Kind of felt that way. Got a little loose at the end. Um, but, you know, the, the important part of that is, I think, what what Joe talked about, just uh, the, the piece that – you know, guys that have gone on and gotten great contracts, you know, it's not like they felt like they've arrived. That's another thing that I'm seeing with my eyes because, you know, if there were ever a time after you get to sign a big deal to, you know, kick back, and these guys are not that. They, they, they're attacking, they're, they're finding ways to improve. And I'm telling you, man, a huge part of this thing, massive part of this thing is just the relationship with Quinn. Um, guys talk about it, and there's a lot of trust there. Well, you heard Donovan. He's right, ready to go. We better throw it back down. Here's Donovan Mitchell. How important was it to get off to that good start with Joe hitting those threes and uh, getting the early lead on these guys? Uh, I think it was huge. You know, I think, you know, with a team like that, man, you know, they're, they're relentless. You know, they're been, they, they've been with each other for a little while. They, they understand each other. They understand what happens when they get down, uh, how to come back, how to fight back. But I think the biggest thing for us was obviously, you know, Joe getting hot definitely helps. Uh, but, you know, all around, you know, finding, finding Joe, Rudy getting in there, you know, finishing the dunk like that. That's, that's the tone we, we kind of set from the beginning, you know, and I think that's what really helped. And then the end of the first quarter, we went on a little run to go up nine, 10. Um, that's, that's what we need, man. Continuous, continuous, uh, continuous fighting, you know, fighting, fighting continually to, um, 
Ooh, yeah, sorry. But continuing to um, put, apply the pressure, you know, and I think that was something that, like I said, Joe set the tone and we followed suit, you know, and I think that's what we have to do against teams like that, you know, and they're going to fight back. They're going to claw back. I think they got it to within like 10, but, you know, we withstood that and continued to um, do what we do. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Donovan, obviously there's a lot of talk recently this season about your guys' offense and the amount of threes that you guys are putting up. But the defensive commitment that you guys have had this season, season and especially from guys like Royce or George tonight, I mean, those are tough defensive assignments that they had. And then you've got the help from Rudy and Dave. How important is it for you guys to commit on that end and have it be the most important part of the game? Um, I think that's where it all starts. You know, threes are threes. And I've, I've said this for years, you know, at the end of the day, we bring defense everywhere. You know, defense travels. You know, there's times where you may not make a three. But at the end of the day, we can bring the effort on defense, the communication. Um, and that's really what it was, you know, effort and communication. You know, whether it was George, Royce, JC, Joe, you know, the bigs, Fave, Fave and Rudy. Um, but that's that's really what's helping us communicating. And then on top of that, when you're playing with each other for so long, you start to see tendencies. You know, you understand how guys like to guard. You understand where we're supposed to be in help situations. So the the comfortability definitely helps too. But you know, we've all improved. You know, defensively, and I think that's that's really where our mindset's at. And it doesn't. Like I always say it doesn't hurt when you have Rudy and Fade down there to kind of make things tougher. You know, if we do make a mistake. And um, the best thing about the defensive end is we just have each other's back um, every time. Tony Jones, the athletic. <clears throat> Has you know, is there is there um was there ever a turning point, you know, in your four years here that that you you could point to and be like, this is what led us to be to become, you know, the team that we currently are right now? The bubble. Uh, you know, we we it's it's fair to say, you know, we don't go into any season and not expecting to win a championship. I don't think, you know, we go out there and say, oh, let's make the first, second, third. You know, at the end of the day, it goes to win a championship. But I think what we saw in the bubble, not just from, you know, granted we lost, like whatever, but I think what we saw from our individual selves, whether it was me, JC, Mike, uh, Rudy, George, like down the line, what we saw, you know, it was like, okay, you know, we know what we can do. We know what we can be. And then you add Boyan back to the back to piece. You get Fave back. You know, I think that's that's something that <clears throat> you know is huge for us. And then I said it uh, last game, the way the guys are worked out this offseason, man. Like I wish, I wish y'all could actually see it. You know, I think the way guys will continue to put the work in and the attention to detail and every little thing, whether it's getting your your body right, you know, getting eating healthy, like studying film, you know, running extra sprints, like whatever it may be, like we put that work in. And I think that's, that's one thing I say we elevated uh, to another level. And I think the bubble really kind of was like a fuel for us. Um, and I've been saying it for a while. Um, and I think, you know, we, 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 we're continuing to do little things and do things to get better. Uh, we're not who we want to be yet completely. We know we're doing a lot of really good things, but at the end of the day, we don't want to be the best team in February. We want to be the best team in July. Um, we're doing a lot of good things. We just got to continue doing them. Um, and that's pretty much it. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don, so tonight you're one of four guys who scored at least 25 points. Has it kind of been like yeah. a, a, a conscious thing to, um, you know, everyone try to like kind of fill Mike's, Mike's void while he's out? And, you know, on top of that, do you guys have an appreciation for just like how crazy it is that you have that many guys who are kind of capable of taking over moments of the game at any given time? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if, you, if it's on camera or not. There were times where Joe's hitting threes and I'm just turning to the bench like, wow, 
like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then you got JC coming in doing what he does. Then you got Rudy getting into the paint. Then you got Boyan. Then you got myself. You got Roy. You got guys who are continuously making plays, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, we, we thrive off of. And I think the best part about it is we don't really care who it is. You know, I think that's what separates us from a lot of, a lot of teams. And that's, what's going to hopefully get us to that next step is doesn't matter if it's me. doesn't matter if it's, you know, Joe doesn't matter if it's JC, Mike, uh, but with Mike being out, guys, it's definitely, you know, the, the the roles are definitely changing a little bit, but we're, we're stepping our game up. But I think that's the best thing about this team. It doesn't matter who it is. We're going to go out there and continue to find the open man and play the right way. Um, and I think that's just one of the best parts about it, and we're going to continue to do that. Eric Wardier, ESPN. Don, what's up, man? How you doing? What up, E? I, I talked to Coach before the game, and I asked him, you know, this is a different role for you guys. Obviously, it seems like the first couple of years you guys got off to slow starts. Now this year you got you guys got up to a fast start, number one in the league as far as record wise. How does it feel to be in this position now? And does, are you guys paying more attention to detail? Like what's 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 it like being on this side of it where guys are kind of hunting you guys, whereas before it was kind of the opposite way around? Um, I think it's different. You know, in my four years, I think you know we've we've got a bunch of guys who for the most part, actually not for the most part, like you look at all of us, you know, each individual story, you know, underrated, you know, and I think now we're at a point where people are coming at us, like you said, and, you know, the way we've responded to that is, is very impressive. Um, I think there's a lot more we can do <clears throat> to continue to get better. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it doesn't hurt, you know, to be in the moment and understand that what we're doing is, 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 is pretty cool, you know, but like I said, we're not here to be the best team in February. We're here to improve in every single way. And you look at these past two games, how we, how we closed the game, you know, we were, you know, kind of going out there and, and they came back, made a push and understanding we made a push right back. And I think, I don't know if we do that last year. You know, I think that's, that's the level that we're trying to be at and we're trying to get to. You look at these, a lot of these games that we're winning, you know, there are certain things we've just improved on as a team. And I think that's really where it's at for us. And I think that's why we are in the position we're at, but we understand that there's there's more we can do. And I think that's what's what's great about this group is because we're not satisfied where we're at and we're going to continue to to go out there and, and do our thing. But, you know, like I said, you go down the line, each guy has a story, whether it's myself, you know, Royce, um, Rudy, you know, uh, Joe, you know, look at Joe's path to getting here. You know, Mike's been the, one of the most underrated players of his career. Like, it's just continuous. It's been a theme for us. So to be first is... Is, is I wouldn't say I would say different, but it's not like we're a surprise. You know, we understand that that's who we want to be, that's who we've worked to be, and we're going to continue to do that. Last question, Chris and Kenny, Jess TV. Tomorrow you have the Heat. Uh, they've clearly had a lot of different lineups so far this season. But what challenges do they present for you guys? They're going to be physical. You know, they're dogs. They're a collective group. You know, they're kind of similar to us as far as their chemistry. You know, you look at their play in the bubble, they they kind of, you know, they, they they go to war with one another. You know, the record may not reflect that. They've had guys in and out with COVID and injuries or whatnot, but they're still the same. Um, you know, they say all the time, like the DNA, you know, they, they have that. And I think for us, to doing what we do, understand it's going to be a dog fight. You know, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but we got to go out there and, you know, continue to fight and continue to push the pace and, and do what we do. And if we do that, we'll be in good shape. All right, that's it. Thank you, Donovan. There you go, Donovan Mitchell. Thought that was uh, interesting what he said right there. We don't want to be the best team in February. We want to be the best team in July. That's why they're just focused on improvement. And, you know, we we get all the superlatives and we ask all these fun questions about the future. But really, these guys are now focused on Miami. Um, to surprise you, Jake, that he mentioned about everybody on the team? Nope. He seems to do that pretty much every night. Yeah, he, he's unbelievable at... Uh, taking, you know, attention and 
sharing it with everybody else and telling you it's an attitude that you see in it, you know, out on the floor, which is, uh, which is awesome. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller, Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll get more player sound for you. Tyson's got a bunch of stat nuggets for us tonight. We'll get to that coming up next. Stay tuned. Your final 129 to 115 jazz beat the bucks right here on the jazz radio network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz winners tonight, 129-115 to 115 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz have now won 17 of their last 18 games. Pretty incredible. Let's get a look at your three-point feature tonight, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. As we said tonight, Tim uh, was not necessarily about the three point shot. Uh, they shot 36.8% from three. They were 14 of 38. However, they only made one three pointer in the second half. Joe Ingles was seven of nine from three. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was four of 11 coming off the bench. George Nyang was one of one. Um, the rest team kind of struggled. Royce O'Neal 0 for three, Bogdanovich one for five and Donovan Mitchell one for nine. But, hey, when the threes weren't falling, they found other ways to get to, to do their damage. And you made a great point. I think the free throws, you know, getting to the line as many times as they did tonight and getting points that way um, was really, really big for them uh, to be able to to hold off the Bucks. You know, the Bucks made a good charge, but uh, the Jazz just found different ways to keep them at bay. They did. Uh, they really did. And Giannis, you could tell in the well beginning part of the fourth quarter before he took a brief rest in the end of the third, I mean, he really – was going to try and single-handedly bring him back. He took it at Royce a couple times when the defense was late rotating over, you know, took it at Rudy, and, boy, when he gets some momentum, you can tell why. I mean, this this is the most obvious take of the night, but that's why he's the most dominant transition player in the league because you you step in front of that. <laughs> no, exactly. It, and it, even if you do, I mean, a couple times the Jazz did and tried to foul him, and he still extendo arms all the way to the cup. Amazing. Yeah. 27 in the second half for Giannis tonight, 29 total for the game, 15 points. Six assists, two steals, and and two blocks. They limited Chris Middleton pretty well tonight, Tim. Six of 14, 18 points, four assists. Uh, he was four of six from the line and two of four from three. But, you know, holding him to 14 shots, you know, pay atten- no attention to the total points, 18 certainly uh, on the lower end for him. But holding him to only 14 shots is a feat in and of itself. No, it is. And it really helped uh, that, that Drew Holiday was out, uh, wasn't able to be out there. It really did allow the Jazz to really focus on Middleton. And, you know, Giannis is going to Giannis, and he'll get what he gets. But they did a good job of not letting Middleton really be that big a factor in the game. Uh, only got four three-point shots off. I mean, that's a big thing for him. Uh, Lopez had a nice game. You know, he kind of stepped it up for him. But they did. I totally agree. They did a great job on Middleton. Bobby Portis had 15 coming in off the bench for uh, the Bucks. DJ Augustine had 12. I'll tell you this about Portis, though. Um, you know... <laughs> That guy takes a lot of shots for how often he gets beat on defense. Uh, every time the, that he would switch out on a, one of the Jazz guards, they took him right off the dribble, no problem. Yeah, Clarkson's eyes lit up a couple times. It was just like no contest. You know, Portis is not a – I wouldn't say he would be in the category of a defensive stopper. He is no. a scorer, and he can really get hot, as we've seen him in this building. I think one night he had a crazy night a couple of years ago. 
But but Portis is not a guy that's going to step in and do a whole lot defensively. No, he, he certainly is not. All right, uh, let's get back down and get some player sound for you. Let's uh, go back to the media room uh, where the media is talking with Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. We'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. All right. Hey, Rudy. So um, in the first half, you guys were able to really kind of get yourself some breathing room by by limiting Giannis's effectiveness, just two points on three shots. What made you guys so effective in kind of slowing him down, especially early? I think Royce uh, did a great job guarding him. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's always a team effort, you know, to slow him down. But Royce did an amazing job, uh, especially in the first half. And, uh, you know, and we were able to, to run on them. And uh, we did a great job getting those defensive rebounds and, uh, and move the ball and get a lot of open tree, threes. And, uh, you know, second half, they, I felt like they opened up. You know, they let me, they, they, they didn't help as much on my rolls. And, uh, you know, we didn't make that, that many threes, but we were able to to get to the line and uh, and to get some easy ones. Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Rudy, um, 20 or four guys scoring 25 or more points tonight. What does that kind of say about the team and its ability to, you know, kind of overcome any bad night? I mean, it says a lot. You know, that's that's who we are. Uh, you know, we're an unselfish team and, uh, and I feel like we, we able to, you know, make each other better every single night. And some nights, you know, we, I mean, some nights one guy's going to get 30, uh, some other nights, you know, it's going to be two guys that's going to get 25. Uh, and I believe that it's really, really tough to guard when the team is able to have so many guys, you know, that can, uh, that can score and shoot the ball like that. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, I know that it can be a little bit more difficult to be sort of critical or find areas where you can improve when you guys are playing so well, but are there specific things that you look at maybe over the last couple of weeks where you think, okay, I could do that better or we could, we still need to improve there? Well, there's still a lot of ways uh, we can improve. You know, especially uh, I mean, obviously individually and uh, and 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 of course collectively. Uh, tonight, I thought we did a we had a great three quarter. We we did, we let down just a little bit. You know, uh, in the second half, at some points, we lost our focus just a little bit. But uh, we compared to the lap, to the previous years, I feel like we really cut those moments short and. Uh, whether we get mad at something, we get mad at the officials, we get a, we turn it over, we lose our focus. We really cut those moments short, and uh, we always, you know, uh, recollect ourselves pretty fast. And uh, and I think all the the greatest teams are able to do that. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. My question is kind of the opposite of Sarah's. <laughs> I know you guys haven't done anything yet, and you still haven't achieved your goals. But do you, I mean, you've been with the team a long time. Do you get a chance to appreciate kind of the level of basketball you, that you're playing right now? You have to enjoy it, you know, and that's really the, the mindset that, that I have. And, uh, you know, and as a leader that I try to make sure that we keep as a team is that we know that, you know, our, we know our ultimate goal. But uh, at the same time, you know, we know that uh, we have to enjoy the journey and, you know, we have to enjoy every single game. And not let that, you know, we did not let 
that kind of pressure, you know, uh, affect us in a negative way. You know, I think it's it's uh, all that pressure is a positive pressure. You know, because you know we put the work in, we we work really hard to be to be able to be in the position what, that we are in right now, and uh, you know it's it's exciting, and we gotta you know always keep trying to find ways to get better, and uh, and at the same time, you know, a- enjoy every single moment. All right, that's it. Thank you, Rudy. Rudy Gobert, who was outstanding uh, tonight, Tim. Twenty, let's see, twenty-seven points for Rudy. Twelve rebounds, four block shots. Uh, he did it on uh, nine of twelve shooting, nine of thirteen from the line. It doesn't get much better uh, than that for Rudy. No, and and I, you know, when they asked the question, and he, I loved his answer. You know, you've got to enjoy this. Um, He's been here for a long time. He's seen a lot of different guys come and go. And when you get special, you realize it. And I love that answer. It was, you know, simple. And I feel like these guys have a great feel for where they are, what they want to get accomplished. But just to be able to sit back and enjoy, it's got to be a piece that Rudy really, um, you know, values. Real quick here, seeing some uh, quotes come out from Giannis's post-game media availability. Uh, this coming from Eric Woodyard on Twitter. Uh, Eric, of course, uh, does a great job for ESPN, formerly of the Des News. No big deal. Uh, but Eric tweets out this quote from Giannis. Quote, the best team in the West. He adds, it, it just looks fun. Watching them play looks easy, looks simple. For sure, they look uh, like us last year, unquote. I mean, and we keep getting these compliments, right? These you know, guys that have seen it and been it and felt it, they, they they see something special going on. Isn't that kind of a backhanded slight at his team this year? Maybe. <laughs> a little bit. It was like, ooh, that's a nice compliment with a little bit of an insult to his current team there. Yeah, maybe that's uh, something to praise the Jazz and get some guys fired up on his side. Yeah, I guess. All right, uh, let's get to our stats tonight, uh, our stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing, who does stats for the uh, television broadcast and AT&T Sportsnet. You can follow Tyson on Twitter at TyEwing2. That's at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G-2. Uh, all right, you ready? Uh, this is the first time in Utah Jazz history where they've had four players score 25 points or more in the same game. Wow. Now, this is just the eighth time in NBA history that a team has had four players score 25 points or more in the same game. Yeah, you made a you made a big deal about it. It's obviously something Eighth you had in seen history. Before. No. Uh Tyson had surprisingly it last happened last year on February 21st, 2020. Boston had four guys score 25 or more in a win over Minnesota. Hayward had 29, Tatum had 28, Tice had 25 and Brown had 25. And Mike Conley was – he didn't play tonight. Just so and was know. not part of that. That's a ama- uh, great point. That's that's amazing. Uh, Joe Ingles ties a career high for both uh, both points and three-pointers made. He set a career high for most three-pointers made in a half with six in the first half. Jordan Clarkson had four rebounds tonight. The Jazz are now 27-3 when he has four or more rebound, uh, rebounds. That's something we got to start tracking, watching. We, we got to watch for that. Yep, he got his fourth. They're going to win. The magic number when Jordan Clarkson gets to four boards. Either when they, they, they get their fourth, he gets his fourth, or Ron Boone calls for it just to be finally over. It's just over. That's when it ends. <laughs> when Ron says it's over, it's over. Uh, Jazz out-rebounded Milwaukee by 13 tonight. This is now the 11th time this season they've out-rebounded an opponent by double digits. Did it only 16 times last year. 
for the whole year. And it's the Bucks. They did that too. A great point. A great point. Uh, Royce O'Neal had zero points and 10 rebounds. This is only the ninth time in jazz history a player has had double-digit rebounds with no points. Last time it happened was November 5th of 2013. Uh, this is just the sixth time it's happened in the NBA this season. And uh, this is, uh, let's see here, this is the fifth time in the last eight games that the Jazz hit 20 or more free throws in a game. That's pretty impressive because that was a problem at the beginning of the year. It was. And, you know, it's not a problem if you're making all those threes. But, again, tonight threes didn't go in, so manufacture a different way to do it. Donovan Mitchell tied his career high for free throws made in a game at 13 tonight. And uh, this last one, uh, uh, this is Derek Favors' fourth time scoring 10 or more points in a game and his first time since January 1st. So in 18 games, Derek got back to double figures. Derek had a uh, – we haven't talked a lot about Derek tonight. He had a sneaky good game. He had 10 points on 5 of 5 shooting. He also had uh, six rebounds. So Derek getting out there and making his uh, himself uh, felt as well. He's having a sneaky good year, and – I don't know that I've ever taken more joy in watching a guy rebound because if it touches his hand, he gets it. Every time. Every time. It's pretty crazy. Yep. All right. Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Bucks. Their 17th win in their last 18 games, 129-115. to 115. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's uh, final thoughts on this one before we look forward to tomorrow night's game against Miami. It's all straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Tries a pass to the corner with a lot of English on it to O'Neal. He ball fakes. Kicks out to Bogdanovich. Behind the back pass to Donovan. Donovan holds it like a baseball. Now hooks the pass to the corner and angles across the whole court, and he hit it. Oh, my goodness gracious. What did Donovan Mitchell just do? He palmed it with the right hand, hooked it over his shoulder from one corner to the other, and Joe Ingles buried it. That's my, the, oh, my. That's the shortstop inning. Play the game right there. Lock and Boone brought it to you. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Welcome on back. Jazz game night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz winners tonight over the Bucks, 129 to 115. They move to a franchise best 21 and 5 on the year. Good selection by our guy Lundy on the play of the game right there. That really was the play of the game. That or I loved George's weird lob to Rudy. That was awesome too. <laughs> Locke said, he blew a tire! <laughs> <laughs> and it's exactly, it's exactly the perfect call for the scenario because he did blow a tire. He was almost and falling over. I have over. no idea. Like It had as good a chance as hitting the bear in the face in the upper bowl as it did Rudy's dunking it, but Somehow it happened. I mean, it's that kind of year. Oh, man. But that, I mean, it, the, that one play with uh, the, the baseball pass to Joe just kind of summed up the Jazz this year in a weird way. I mean, it was unselfish. It was unique. They made a great shot, catch and shoot. I mean, it's, it's kind of what this year has been about, all wrapped up into this one spectacular play. Yeah, it has been. It's, that's been the feeling. And, um, you know, Boyan makes an exquisite play, and Donovan – Go, you know, one times that thing. Ron said it. You know, we said it too. That's his baseball arm. He gunned it down, gunned him down at the plate from shortstop. 
And like you said, Joe was ready to shoot that thing. He was almost in the shooting motion before he caught it. So the the team, I think that is a great call. The team, that play really personifies the teamwork and the unselfishness and kind of the precision that this season's brought. How many high school and AAU coaches after watching that play are like, man, maybe I should get my guys into water polo. Maybe I should. Well, let's get them some water polo lessons. I, I've let's got them get, in dance lessons, but water polo, they could really control that thing up top. Get them zinging those passes like Donovan Mitchell. Those dudes are tough, those water polo oh, guys. That's a brutal the sport. The crap that's going on underwater, you don't want to know. Oh, I took a water polo class in high school. Huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like the Bruised. most physical. I, I almost drowned like three times oh, exactly. a day. exactly. And they actually, that, that's a good way to get a guy off the out of the water. <laughs> Well, that was an amazing pass from Donovan Mitchell. And we've seen him throw those a bunch uh, this year. And I'll give Donovan a lot of credit. You know, he's still working on his reads, still perfecting, you know, when to shoot, when to pass, and all those sorts of things. But the creativity with his passing has is, is really stood out, even, even in the last couple of weeks. You know what I'm seeing with him? He's moving from a guy who, you know, even earlier this year really kind of predetermined where to go with the ball. And, you know, he's definitely done a ton of film work because he is doing a great job. Basketball really comes down to reading the help and where is the help coming from and how can I exploit it? Because help is nothing more than a guy out of position to try to, you know, fight the first battle that's coming at him. Um, And what Donovan's doing as opposed to just making his mind up, you know, he's actually making really good reads, like you said, and finding guys um, in all sorts of different spots. After the Jazz won 11 in a row, um, they're now uh, tied for the longest winning streak in the NBA at six in a row with the Lakers. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's awesome to see that number by their name. The other thing that's interesting is, you know, uh, the Jazz are number one in record. They also have the best point differential. Um, I don't know if that's been updated, but it was 8.9, I believe, um, that the Jazz are beating teams by. And second in the league was the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's the second time they've beat a team that is really efficient offensively and most nights beats the crap out of the teams they play. Jazz did, you know, turned that around twice on them. So this is an extremely rough stretch in the Jazz schedule and two big tests down uh, this week with, uh, with Boston and Milwaukee. Now tomorrow night they take on Miami, and I know it's an underachieving Miami team, but they're still talented. They play hard. Spolstra is going to have a well-coached team. You know that's going to happen. And then Monday night taking on Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers in this building and then headed out and taking on uh, the Clippers for a couple of games. But give us your final thoughts, Tim, on this one before we put it behind us and, frankly, look forward to a bunch more uh, very difficult games on the horizon. Well, I think, like you said, it was a challenge. It was a test that – um, you know, they passed earlier in the year, and Milwaukee's been playing really good basketball, and the Jazz did a great job tonight of just making them look totally pedestrian in comparison. Um, the theme of unselfishness is the theme that I'm going to kind of take with me tonight. Um, guys who, like Coach Snyder said in his post game, they really just want to make the right play, and there's a, a total amount of trust amongst the guys, and that's definitely something that if you watch them, you're seeing. So um, I agree tomorrow night is going to be interesting because the Heat are rested. They've only played a couple games this week. I think they played Sunday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday. So they'll have had a night off tonight and will be somewhat rested coming in here against the Jazz. They're a physical team, and like, uh, like Donovan said, they really got a mojo going in the bubble, similar to what the Jazz have going right now. So it'll be a, a, another great test, but um, – 
this team just continues to pass tests, and so keep bringing them on. Miami now 11-14, and 14, by the way, good enough for ninth in the East. Just so surprised. I know Jimmy Butler's missed some games. Tyler Hero's missed some games. I'm just surprised they're not off to a better start. I would imagine this team will, once they get everybody back and – you know, locked in. This will be a team that'll will be fine. Uh, they'll 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 move up the standings. But right now, they're just having a hard time finding consistency. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone doing a fine job calling all the action tonight. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our uh, broadcast assistant. Thank you to Alex Lundberg Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Terrific work from him as usual. Thanks to our title sponsor of the post game. That of course, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim, thank you, sir. Thank you, Sensei. I will see you tomorrow night, buddy. Sounds good. Let's do it. 129 to 115 is your final. The Jazz moved to 21 and 5, a franchise record for starts for uh, for a start for the Utah Jazz. Up next, they'll take on the Miami Heat tomorrow night, right here at Vivin Arena. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. And you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.